Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wicked Duct Tape with your host, Russell Ellis. Russ is the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, a moving story of raising a chronically ill child and how this affected his family dynamic. Here, Russ gives men permission to recognize and express their emotions. He also discusses ways to confront these situations as a family in a united and cohesive way. Here is your host, Russ Ellis. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Russ Ellis, and I'm the host of Wicked Duct Tape. I'm also the author of the, the book, uh, Duct Tape Won't Fix This, and it's a father's perspective on raising a chronically ill child. And it's available on Amazon and Kindle and Raven Books. Tonight, I think we're going to take a little break from the pressure and the problems and the uh, issues that, that have been, the, you know, kind of the setting the stage for what I'm trying to do here. And I would like to talk about something um, a little lighter, you know, and, and, and that's gratitude. And the gratitude that is that comes to you is in, in I don't know, degrees. It's all of a sudden I find myself being hit in the head with it um, when I stop to analyze and just to be quiet and to look at who I am and how I am and how I'm different. Now, I had lunch with one of my friends from a men's group that I've been a part of for 28 years and had a little reminiscent um, session today about remember when, and and we went back through some of the stuff that we did, the hard work that we did, and and, and it just, you know, it was, it was, when we were doing it, it was tough as nails. But when we did it, we finally did the work, you know, and I'm talking about the uh, trusting men and, and developing, you know, a, an ability to communicate with the men at an intimate, intimate level, uh, you know, without feeling homophobic. Um, it, it's, it's, we are different, you know, and we, we kind of brought each other up to date of, on how each of us has changed. And there's a gratitude there that is is that was unclear to me before we had lunch that is very clear to me after the fact, all right? Because we tend to, it seems we, we tend to focus on the negative instead of the positive. Yeah, the negative is, is a big part of it, but so is the positive. Okay, and we never get to spend enough time accepting kudos for who we are, how we've changed, all the hard work that we've done, you know, the, what we're giving back to the community and to our families and to who you know whoever we can reach out to. And and there's a lot of I want to say this right. It, it's there are to be grateful that there are people in your life who are loving, caring, sharing, giving, just out and out, wonderful, wonderful people. And they've always been there, 
but you never get to see them because you don't hear about them or you don't get involved and you don't become one, right? You believe what the, the uh, news tells you, you know, uh, don't uh, play, you know, don't, don't trust anybody, they're out to screw you. And it just, it isn't so, you know, and I have proof that it isn't so. And and, and once again, I go back and I, I lose fact, lose track of the fact, you know, that as I know it, that it's different. So what I'm doing is, is I'm trying to, now we're in the silly season, you know, we're coming up to Christmas. And and I guess I, I would like to think that that's possible for us to come to feeling this way on a regular basis, not just every once in a while, but on a regular basis, all you know, some days every day, and I'm hopeful that that's where we're headed. You know, I know that this is awareness levels are changing, and and you know things are changing, and we're not allowing uh, these people to. Um, <clears throat> creep back into our lives that you know once we've expunged them and and pushed them away. Uh, again, you know, gratitude for my my family. My my youngest daughter is the toughest woman I know. Um, she's struggling for recovery from um, having her skull fused um, to her spine. And the pain medication is absolutely horrific. It doesn't do much. So they suggested, uh, or I guess I'm not sure if the hospital suggested or whether uh, my my oldest daughter uh, thought of it, but it was diversionary, something diversionary. So she went out and bought her uh, a bunch of um, adult coloring books, you know, and, and which is, she got coloring. I mean, she got you know, one of the pictures. She had like 40 hours of coloring, you know, I mean, pencils, uh, markers, uh, paint, you know, whatever. And uh, so she just out of, you know, uh, this is what I'm doing to not feel bad. She posted it on Facebook. Somebody said, I'll buy that. And so she sold the picture for like 85 bucks. And then she got some smaller pictures and she posted them. And, you know, I'll buy that. I want that one. And so she was, you know, she, okay, well, she thought about it for a bit. She said, well, I'd like to make $200, and if I do, I'm going to donate it to the USO. So, you know, a very short time into it, she took a look, and she was about 10 days to go to Christmas. She had $795. Big jump, all right? And, and her goal now is to have $1,000 to donate to the USO by the by Christmas. And I think she's going to make it. You know, she always does. She's just, you know, she lands on her feet no matter what happens to her. And, you know, she's the one that's had all of the sickness all of the times. And, uh, you know, again, she's, she's amazing. But this is something that I'm grateful for, that, you know, at some point I had a part in this, and at some point... I have to step back and let her be and, and do as she is or is or does. And that's a good thing, right? Because she's, she's amazing. And my, uh, my older daughter, she's just incredible because it's like they're, they're joined together at the hip with a, you know, an umbilical cord. And, you know, she was, um, she was 
uh, my youngest daughter's voice at the hospital, and she <laughs> no crap for many of them, and uh, you know that she spent it. My youngest spent 18 days in the hospital, and that's unheard of these days. And from like day four, day five, whatever, they come in and said, "Oh, you're looking good today." You know, when are you ready to go home? You know, and the kid hasn't had hadn't slept in any of that time. And so my, my oldest daughter just kind of stepped in and threw the guy out <laughs> or whatever she did. But, uh, you know, uh, again, she was there for 18 days, which is unheard of. So, all right. So, you know, again, that's family and, and friends and, and, you know, people who are, you know, we hear about these terrible fires and accidents, you know, that happen this time of year that take away children, you know, or their homes and everything in it. And, you know, and I guess it's, it's, I don't have a lot to do uh, to give. I give everything I got, you know, and I reach out to these people and I, I do anything that I can, you know, I, I donate food or I, I help with any way I can. And that makes me feel grateful because I'm, I'm no longer a self-centered person. You know, my, I feel more alive when I'm helping someone else, and that's not the old me, you know. And, and I'm grateful that I've I've experienced this. I'm grateful I've done all the hard work. I'm grateful that I'm um, changing, and I'm still changing. You know, I'm I'm waiting to hear word whether I'm getting accepted into this accelerator program, and if if I do, I'm back in school for a year. All right. At this age, I should be winding down, but I'm not. I'm ramping up, and I run into people everywhere, you know. And, and my, unfortunately, my family has asked me not to include them in what I'm doing, so I, I don't mention their names. And you know, I'm bragging about my kids, and I'm bragging about my kids. But <clears throat> I was at uh, my uh, granddaughter's. A basketball game the other day, and um, I was talking to a woman who's friends with my daughter, and we got talking about what I'm doing, and she says, "You know, that's a great thing. You know, my we lost a child 15 years ago, and my husband could have used what you're offering. You know, because I got all the help I needed, but he got nothing. Okay, and so you know, it, it just I'm grateful that I'm able to speak. I'm grateful that what I say is heard and is felt in such a powerful way that the feedback that I get on a daily basis is all positive. Um, it's it's gratifying to know that something that I thought up has real meaning in the world. And so I'm going to bring this out into the world if it kills me. Um, and I'm going to, you know, help as many families as I can. I don't care about making a lot of money. I'm not interested in that. That's not what I'm doing it for. <clears throat> I just need enough to get by, and and, um, and that's, that's not much. So we are going to go forward with this at all costs, and, and we're going to try to uh, get a little uh, <laughs> afterburner run going here because it's just, you know, i got to get something going. I just do. So, um, again, you know, people are amazing, absolutely amazing, and I'm grateful.
grateful that I had the ability to speak and to hear and be heard because I learn so much every day from people who are reaching out to others. And it, it seems like the, the person with the fire in the belly, all right, is someone who has gone through something tragic, almost tragic, or I guess that's what it takes to, to develop you know, a burning desire to get something, um, something moving forward. So this is a, I guess this is my fire in the belly. And now while I've been working on it for a long time, what I also recognize is I struggled with my own ego as far as thinking that I had to learn this all and do it all. And um, yeah, I've come to understand that. Uh, that's not necessarily so. I can cover my weaknesses by hiring somebody. And so that, that you know, I, there's a gratefulness there that it relieves the pressure of trying to understand it all and trying to do it all because it, I spend my time running in circles, uh, spinning my wheels, you know, and it's just not, uh, it's not productive. So we're going to knock that off and, uh, and move forward a lot quicker uh, than we have been. And, um, I don't know, there's just so much, you know, at at this time of year that, you you know, you tend to look internally and and you figure out, you know, the people that that are coming to me are the people in the past that I've helped, you know, the the eight people who I helped uh, through hospice. Um, While I've never had a moment's training, it was like breaking sticks for me. It was easy. And I thought I could do it forever and it wouldn't bother me, but that's not so. I just didn't realize how much of a a hit it took. But it's the best work I've ever done. And I think what I'm about to do next is, you know, with helping the dads, we'll top it, you know. And, you know, again, reaching back out to the people, I've never felt more alive in my life. So this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, this is how I'm going to make my way in the world. And I can't wait for you guys to get on board and, you know, uh, help you pull, pull it forward. Um, this is, you know, this, this will, once we get the word out, once the awareness is at a height that, that people are looking at, and, I, you know, again, I'm, I have to say that I'm looking for the mothers to read the book and say, from the dads, you need to look at this because, and I think what will happen when the moms read it is they'll get a better idea, a better understanding of how a man thinks. You know, I expect to get no no praise from how I wrote the book because it was right from my gut, all right? And I will win no, uh, win no awards or accolades, but if I can, by exposing myself in, in such a manner, if I can just get dads to start talking just a little bit, okay? It will relieve the pressure, all right? Hopefully it will keep families together because there'll be a, a pressure valve there that will, you know, uh, not wait until it explodes. And 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 that's what, uh, you know, again, we need to keep the moms and the dads and the kids together. And we have such a huge number, you know, I'm, 
four years ago, I came I found and researched a number of uh, families with chronically ill kids in America, and it was 32 million. And that, that number has gone up since. All right. And the divorce rate in those families is, um, well, I heard all kinds of numbers, and I heard another one Sunday. But uh, the, the, the numbers that I'm quoting are either, it's 80 plus percent. The numbers that I've heard were 82 to 86 percent divorce rate, and Sunday I heard 98 percent, and and I don't you know, so 